Hello and welcome to episode 17 of the Mental Sweet Spot podcast, How to Get Better Faster. If you're new to this podcast, welcome. If you're a podcast returner, thank you so much for joining us again. I'm Melanie Rushing and I'll be joined shortly by my business partner, Alicia Smith, for our first business interview. We were approached by this company because they wanted to tell the softball world about their brand new product and we immediately knew it was a great fit. If you're a softball coach and haven't heard of their product, you might be living under a rock. We're here today with Pocket Radar to talk about how their ball coach radar and their new product, the Smart Coach Radar, can help you get better even faster. There are no shortcuts to top performance, but there's definitely a more efficient way to train. And not just physical skills, mental skills too. To discuss how the Pocket Radar products can do just that, please welcome President and COO Chris Stewart and CEO Steve Goody. Hi, how you doing, Mel? Hi, thanks for having us. Well, guys, Great. I want to get right back into your stories. So I want to start with my favorite one. And I'll interject a little bit with what mental skills these stories seem to have helped with, too, so that our coaches can see different strategies for using um, the radar guns to do so. But would you please start with the Little Leaguer story? Well, sure. Yeah. So I, I had a, uh, a couple of stories on the, the Little Leaguer stuff, but my favorite one is the one with we worked with... Um, a local team here where he started out with a brand new 9U team, right? There was just a, a bunch of kids that were just coming out to the Little League for the first time. And we'd worked with this coach before, and he told us, you know, what you usually get with Little Leaguers is you get about six kids on the team who have some reasonable ability already, or maybe dad's worked with them, and, you know, they've, they've got a little bit of skills and they can hit okay. And you get about six kids who have no skills at all, haven't figured anything out and can't hit at all. So usually what happens is, you get up, you know, you do okay for a couple of innings, and then you go through a couple of innings of strikeouts, and then you start all over again. And so his goal was to say, let's really work on getting those athletes more confidence and more real ability to say, I can, I feel like I can do this. So he started working with our ball coach radar in hitting. So he said, all I want to do is get these guys to all be reasonably confident hitters, right? Just get them up, do some T work, get them started you know, get them to where they could get their exit velocities up, show them when they improved, right? Just, you know, he didn't even give them the numbers at first. He was just giving them the improvement. He said, okay, now that time you did it this way, like I told you, you added a few miles per hour. It's really exciting to see what happens when the kids start to understand that every time you add one mile per hour on a well-hit ball, on a baseball or softball, that's that's around five feet of carry distance, right? So it gets real exciting when you start adding a few miles per hour. And so, he spent the whole preseason getting them trained up to just say, hey, what I want to do is get you to be all confident hitters. And one of our questions with him when we started was, okay, now you do that with them in practice, does it translate into the game? And that was really one of the big things we watched. It was really, really exciting to see because that confidence level really translated into them being able to take that into the game. And so he took this brand new team that had never come together before and a lot of them had not much skills, built them up to that point. And they went through the uh, the whole season and, you know, basically went undefeated the whole season doing that. And he said what happened was the other teams would get up, like he said, get to the second, third inning and then start getting to halfway through the order and start going through the strikeouts and start over again, where his team would continue to hit and keep going. So they, they went through the whole team, you know, around the order, kept on going. They got lots of runs and, and went through the whole season undefeated. So they were great, except one problem. They got to the end of the season. And they were up against that team that we all know that, you know, the kid, the pitcher is, you know, a foot taller than everybody else his age, you know, and he's he's throwing 10 miles an hour faster than everybody else in the league. And he, they had gone undefeated because his pitcher was so good that he had 
struck out everybody the whole season, right? And so they were all looking at him going, oh, there's no way we can beat him, coach. So then the next thing he did was he went to the training facility and he took his pitching machine and he dialed it up to just a few miles an hour faster than what this pitcher threw. So he went out and actually scouted the pitcher. He looked at his speeds and he said, okay, and he dialed the pitching machine up to, to a few miles an hour faster than that. And he spent a week with the, the kids in the batting cage and said, look, here you go. And he got all their confidence up. It was like, okay, we can hit these. You know, we're, we're hitting these speeds all day long. So they get to the championship game, right? And, uh, of course, the other team was unaware of all this going on in the background. They get there, they get up, and uh, they're first up. In the very first inning, they get five runs off this pitcher who has not gotten any runs. He's struck out everybody all season and stuff. He gets five runs. So so talk about your mental side of things, right? Imagine what happened to that pitcher. And then the other thing he told us was, you know, imagine what happened to the defense, right? They hadn't had to field a ball all season, right? They were they counted on, on all the strikeouts. Right? They were bored. So it was, it was an amazing story to me. Because they, they, uh, it really, it really illustrated to me kind of the the translation of getting that confidence, getting the the skills to build it up, letting them take the training in the right way to get the feedback. Our whole goal is say, how do we get that feedback to them quickly so they say, hey, I tried this and it worked. It gave me extra power. I did this. It gave me a good hit, right? And then I turned that feedback into confidence in the game. So that that was one of our favorite stories. Yeah, and a side note on that story that we we uh, we hadn't really uh, shared that much is accurately measuring all measuring all those velocities was actually really important because there's lots of you know different technologies out there to try to attempt to measure ball speeds and and unfortunately the ones that are real affordable and cheap uh, other than ours uh, you know are uh, not accurate and right. so. Had they not used you know, the pocket radar products, and I can say this truthfully, if they'd used something cheaper uh, or used one of these apps, sometimes people think apps by themselves can measure velocities accurately, and they can't. So had he done this with inaccurate thing, uh, they could have uh, timed the mental situation, could have turned into knots because yeah. they could have had like you know false beliefs in, that they were better and it wouldn't have been true. Or one day it could show you're progressing and you're hitting, but you're, the next day it shows you're not, and you're like, well, and then you're demoralized because what happened? It was set yesterday. It said I, I was this fast. Now I'm not. So accuracy is another really important theme that if you're going to train this way and do all these powerful mental things you can do with measurement, you got to do it with a device that's accurate. Yeah. yeah. You have to give them accurate, repeatable measurements so that they know when they're improving. It can't be yeah. all over the map. That's one of the challenges we face is educating people and understanding that. So that's not a big thing. We want to make sure we provide a pro-level performance. So that's what's nice about our products. They they're used every day in and out by the major league coaches, but we try to make them affordable enough that any coach at any level can afford one or even an athlete trying to do it by themselves. Yep. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest things with confidence to me, I don't know who coined the phrase, but confidence builds confidence. So seeing yourself do it correctly yeah. will build that actual belief in yourself. And I think that accuracy of the numbers and the data really builds that trust, which is huge. Because when it's the coach telling you just subjectively, like, ah, that was a great swing. What if it doesn't produce what I want to? And then that little bit of trust in what the coach is saying kind of yeah. wanes a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And that and I think that is the problem with subjective coaching. And most coaching actually is subjective in amateur sports. Yeah, but marrying those techniques to an objective measurement they can rely on and count on makes a huge difference. That's where the power is. Mm -hmm. Honestly, that's, you know, to your point of get better, you know, getting better faster, that is you know, at the core and the heart of how you do accelerate those gains. Because when you have that super high trust in the methodology because it's been verified by measurement, then you know the coach is telling you exactly what to do is working. 
because there's no doubt that it's working. If the coach is saying, if you do this with your hands or your body, your hits are going to be more powerful. Well, there they are. They're more powerful. And that's really the essence of what we talk about with getting better faster is that muscle memory can be built instantly with instant feedback, right? It's really hard to go back like, you know, you guys are coaches. You understand it's hard to go back a week later on a videotape and go, you know, well, you know, remember this one. And, and it's very different if you're like, okay, I just felt that. I saw the result. I saw what happened. And I can reproduce it right now versus trying to think about what it was a week later. Right. Exactly. That's actually a perfect segue into another one of the stories you guys told, which was awesome. Um, talking about the girls who went through an hour lesson in the middle of a tournament and saw incredible gains, speaking of doing it faster. And yeah. I attribute yeah. that to the focus piece, too, of being able to focus every rep because they have this very clear feedback. Yeah, that story is one of my favorites uh, because it's the first time I personally, I'm an, I'm an engineer by training, not a coach. And so it's the first time I witnessed the, the power of how our technology and measurements that were accurate, what, what it can do in the hands of a good coach. It's the first time I got to watch the dramatic uh, uh, effect it could have toward the positive. And so, uh, yeah, it was a tournament setting, high school age girls. You know, one of these big showcase tournament things. We happened to be there that day. We happened to have a uh, hitting coach there that had worked. The girls did not know this, but this guy, you know, has paid I don't know what sum of money to you know, to advise major league teams on how to hit better and pitch better. So this guy was a rock star in terms of the coaching world. Uh, these girls had no idea who this guy was. I mean, they just, they just saw the pocket radar tunnel with free hitting lessons. And so <laughs> two girls came by with their parent, their their moms, and and uh, they 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 took turns. Each of them got an hour. They went in there. The coach started working with them. Um, he basically had them hitting off a tee in a very controlled environment. I was sitting behind them calling out the radar speeds. He brought his own video gear, just a, a video camera and a laptop so he can you know, do some illustrations. He didn't use the video very much, but he used it very powerfully. Uh, actually, uh, I'll tell you at the end of the story why you know, that, that knowledge of the video is, goes into our current product, Smart Coach, and does videos. And, and this will be a good illustration as to why that's important. But basically... It was that immediate feedback. The girls would would hit the ball. Uh, you know, no surprise they had been the squ top, squish the bug method of hitting, right? Uh, you just pivot your your hit your foot, and there's really not a lot of attention to using the lower body and the big muscles to drive forward. So they weren't doing any sort of forward drive with their big leg muscles at all. They were sort of staying stationary and just sort of pivoting, and just using the rotational force of their body and their upper body to hit with. They were hitting this. Each girl, uh, coincidentally, was hitting about 60 miles an hour off the tee. Uh, to put that in some perspective, they were hoping to go to college. These girls were investing heavily. Their parents and families were investing in getting college scholarships, and they were at this event that was an expensive event to help with that because coaches are there watching the girls. You know, college coaches were there. And so, unfortunately, 60 miles an hour won't get you into any college program to speak of because uh, it's just not enough hitting power to really do well on a, on a college team. Um, and they knew that. So... Here they are hitting 60, sort of stuck, I guess you would say. They both were, and they'd been taking lessons probably since they were little gals, you know, probably at least over a decade of working and coaching, and they had topped out at 60 miles an hour off the tee. So I'm calling out radar velocities. Uh, first thing the uh, the hitting coach guru guy does, his name is Perry Husband. You know, he um, basically uh, said, you got to lose your leg muscles, and he rebuilt their mechanics first starting with the lower body. Well, of course you know, a decade of doing something the same way with your body is going to feel pretty odd if anybody tries to mess with it, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the power of this objective quantitative feedback. It gave them confidence and guidance and mental confidence that when they felt this really odd thing that the coach told them to do with their, their legs, 
uh, it, their body and their brain was telling them, this is wrong. This is wrong on every level. It feels wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the velocity either showed that it was the correct action the coach was trying to get them to change to, or, and here's the, here's the really subtle part, but it's super important, or it can feel just as wrong and be wrong. Right? You know what I mean? They, they could do, try to do what the coach told them to do, yet it wasn't right and the velocity fell off. So they didn't get it right. But to the athlete changing their mechanics substantially, both cases feel weird and strange to their bodies and their minds. So without the accurate velocity number called out, they didn't know which weird thing to go toward. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, so it gave them validation and confidence that, okay, you said something and it feels terrible and every fiber in my being is telling me I don't need to be doing this. This is strange and it can't be good because it feels weird. So that gave them the confidence to take baby steps in the right directions. And as you would imagine, what would happen? After three or four tries, they'd get it right one time, and the velocity would pop up one or two miles an hour. And then the coach would tell them, exactly, you got it. And and they knew they got it because they heard the speed. And then they couldn't repeat it again. It took two or three more tries, and they stumbled into it again. Well, the human mind-body is so good at adapting quickly when you have accurate feedback that they found their way to be more repetitive on the new good weird feeling. Mm -hmm. And within 15, 20 minutes, it's like, you know, Almost every one of the hits were a better velocity. Uh, it was that fast. By the end of that hour, it was solid. Uh, but what he did was about, he only pulled them over about every 10 to 15 minutes when they made a big breakthrough. With you know, They finally got it sticking where about everything was, a, was an increase on the lower body. He'd bring them over to the video camera, and he'd show them once. He'd show them the old way they were doing it 15 minutes prior, and he'd show the new way. And then he'd draw on the screen with the software he had and said, look, your hips translated forward six to eight inches on this one. Before, when you were squishing the bug, your hips just stayed and pivoted. That's where your power came from. And that visual helped the athletes mentally to sort of, you know, there's all kinds of science, and I'm not the expert here, of neuro, you know, visualization stuff in the brain. They now could visualize what their body was doing to get the power. So then he just like rebuilding a house. He only changed like three things. He made them use their big muscles. He changed their hand path a little. And he worked on their timing and sequency a little bit to hook it together correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, those three, three, three things did this miraculous thing. And I think he showed them videos like three times, like for each of the major improvement cases. Uh, but at the end of that hour, it blew my mind. He added 10 miles an hour to both girls. Uh, 10 miles an hour is phenomenal. It, that is, to Chris's point, about five, about five feet extra for every mile an hour increase. That is 50 feet of extra carrying power on a well-hit ball in a game. I mean, that changes that athlete from, you know, a, a, an expert at getting outs to, you know, a hit master, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and, yeah, they, and the confidence that comes with that. I mean, and he was teaching them about power and exit velocity and how this is a direct reflection of your, your outcomes in the game. And that confidence, I mean, they're talking about mental aspect, mentally knowing that they improved in an hour to, oh, by the way, 70 miles an hour is a D1 level of hitting. Yeah, that you can get onto a D1 team if you're a 70, if you can hit consistently a 70 and above off of a tee. You might need a few other skills. Oh, you need some few more skills. That's one of the skills. Stuff. But, but also one of the points that people don't often think about is that just starting to discover ball exit velocity off the bat is that not only are we talking about 50 feet more carry distance, you know, and, and the difference between warning track and home run, but also, you know, if you're talking about ground balls, that cuts the reaction time of the defense down dramatically. Yep. Right. So now your odds of getting on base yep. go way up, right? Because, you know, even if that ball's down on the ground, it's going through the defense so much faster, yep. 10 miles an hour faster, their reaction time drops off dramatically. 
one fun way to rephrase that, it makes the holes in the infield bigger. Right. <laughs> For sure. Because the yeah. defenders, the, the position players, cannot go as far in that amount of time, so the gaps are bigger. So, I mean, there's there's so many dimensions to the mental aspect of what that can do for you. Um, for almost every amateur athlete that's been training without quantitative data, uh, there'll be a transformative change in shifting to this methodology. You know, one of the things that is really important, especially to this generation for learning, is the video feedback. And the short burst of video that the, that the product provides, I think, is also, you know, absolutely critical in their learning as well. Not only you know, the bat speed and calling out the numbers, but the video feedback that they can get instantly, um, they learn by watching. So I think that's really critical for uh, the hitters as well. I agree. We, we're finding that out with this generation. We, we've been growing up a new generation that's been on video and YouTube and all this stuff. So it's a really different way of learning stuff. But we're really excited about our new product. So we've had the Balco Tradar out there for a while. It's the top brand in, in unit in all of, you know, amateur sports and actually in the pros as well now. But, but uh, you know, we wanted to kind of really keep on moving with feedback from the coaches. All of our products have been developed with direct feedback from top-level coaches in college and MLB in terms of what they really want to see and how it could improve and what would make it better. And so that's where the smart coach came from. One of the big value propositions of the smart coach is being able to get that video at the same time you're radaring, get the speed, and then we embed the speed right in the video. So you can see it instantly, you can correlate it directly and get the feedback really fast. So that's that's really an important part of what we're doing with the new product. The other thing we did is we wanted to make it really easy for the athlete or the coach to, to make it easy to get those. So one of the great features that was helped design with the coaches is what we call our auto edit mode. So when you're doing a video, right, you can put it on continuous video, it's continuously tracking and doing the video, but as soon as it sees a speed, it triggers an edit and it says, I'm gonna show you six seconds before the speed came up and two seconds after. So now I get the, let's say it's a pitch, I get the whole wind up and then the results of the pitch and the follow through, and I can make that a really short little eight second clip each time automatically yeah. and grab that. I don't have to try to go back through a big long hour long training video and say, where was that one speed? And that all happens on your smartphone or your or your, your your smartphone or your tablet. And uh, right now it's Apple Apple products, but soon to be Android. Um, and so the radar, you know, is tethered by Bluetooth. Just to elaborate a little bit on how this works. So the, the radar is, you know, set up on a stand, you know, aiming at the pitch or the hit, and then the 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 smart device is, you know, with the coach or it can be mounted stationary. One of the other powerful things too is that this can all be mounted stationary, so an athlete can train all by themselves. And like a, a pitcher could throw an entire bullpen on their own in the backyard or basement and basically have those clips generated for every single throw they do with no one else around and then go to their phone and then they could just hit share and they could put it on Instagram, Twitter, post it to YouTube, Facebook. They can drop it to Google Drive, archive them in the cloud. So just like you'd share a photo or a video on your phone, it's exactly the same style clip as you'd shoot with your video camera on your phone. So it's shareable in all the ways that you'd share your clips you you do it for social media today. Yeah, no, your, your point, Alicia, is a great one because um, that video feedback makes such a difference. Steve talked about it earlier. One of our beta testers that we would we were working with to make sure we got the product just right before we launched the big launch for the Smart Coach Radar was a, a softball uh, slow pitch hitter, right? So, you know, slow pitch, they don't worry so much about pitch speeds like everybody does in fast pitch but they're really worried about power hitting, right? So he's been working and in, in, uh, working with our Balco trader for quite a while 
and had been challenged to get the radar in the right spot to get it. Because, you know, with the radar, you got to line it up just right to get the path of the ball. And that isn't always where you want to do the video. You want to see the mechanics often from the side. and You can't radar from the side. So he uh, he got the new smart coach version. He set the radar up where he needed to. Then he put the, the video over on the side, got all his mechanics. And he said he'd been working on it for a while. And, and it explained to him something that he had experienced over time with his ball coaches that, you know, he's hitting, you know, exit velocities on the order of 100 miles an hour plus. But every now and then he'd get down down in the 80s, right? Every now and then he'd say, wait a minute, I would swear that was exactly the same, right? And he'd say, what's, what's going on? What's the difference, right? And then it wasn't until after he went back to the video, he started really analyzing it like Steve was describing earlier. We go, okay, here's one that was at 100. Here's one that was 80. What's the difference? And then he looked at him side by side and realized that, he was making a slight difference where he was dropping his hands down just a little bit. And he was sworn, you know, from his own body mechanics and muscle memory that he wasn't doing that. But when he saw it on the video, he watched it and do it. And then he was able to correct that very quickly. Yeah, he saw that, that he wasn't swinging in a plane and the slow ones, he was actually doing an arc. Like, right. so he was constantly correcting the path of his hands in a, in a curve where the power hits were all swung in a plane where the power yeah. and where the contact point was. And right. he, he didn't even know that. He would have sworn he wasn't doing that. Yeah. And so that, that video feedback is just super crucial. So that was one of the big feedbacks we got from coaches and one of the things we're most excited about as far as the value of the new product. And the app as well, as well as recording these videos for that kind of video analysis and feedback using the videos, uh, the other main feature of the app is immediate feedback, either visually with a big speed digital readout, you can put another screen on where it's effectively like a big sign uh, um, as well. Uh, and in both modes, it does an audio series style electronic voice call out of the speed. So, like, for example, that, that hitting work that I talked about earlier with that coach and those girls, they could have done that by themselves with the call-outs with the newer product, where each, each hit they could have listened to the audio call-out or, or glanced over at their phone screen where the number was displayed and recorded videos of themselves. So um, this, this allows something that was never before possible with our product, which was or with any radar gun, uh, to do this um, self-directed work with nobody else involved, where you get the feedback and the recording of your of your videos and speeds as well. Now it's all self-contained and standalone and automatic. Well, we have college coaches that you know assign players homework, right? It's like you know you go go do your homework. I've got this drill for you. I want to do that, and then I want you to go do this you know pitching drill or whatever, and then send me those videos. I want to see those, and I want to be able to review them with you, and then go over them after the fact. So. He makes sure they're continuing to do that hard work, you know, when they're not right in the middle of practice. You know, I showed one of my players uh, your new product, and they were so excited about about it. And are we going to get this, Coach? Are we going to use this? This would be so cool. And she just couldn't stop talking about it. So, <laughs> just just uh, I just showed the clip of the YouTube video on on I think it's a two minute video from your website on on how it could be used and she just got so excited so i know even from a player perspective they really see the value as well well that's fantastic to hear we we keep getting validation stories from players and coaches and athletes and uh it's going to be fun to see more and more people share it and show it to others and uh you know continue to spread that word so uh it's really good um yeah, so you know we've we've seen that in the past when the, when the athletes can get in there and really you know see that instant feedback. One of the reasons we did the new product is, you know, the the previous product with the ball coach radar, we said okay, let's make a really convenient, easy, uh, low cost unit they can get. 
But even then, the feedback wasn't quite as, as instant as we wanted it to be, especially if you're training by yourself, right? If there's somebody else there that can call out the speeds, it's one thing, like Steve was describing earlier. Now we said, okay, let's do audio call-outs of the speeds. Let's make sure it can video simultaneously while you're seeing the, the numbers come up, right? So that we're closing that loop to make that feedback even more and more instant so you can get that feedback as quick as possible. Yeah, we've had coaches. I one story I remember from I think it was John Cookson. I think he's the guy that founded Hay Bucket, this yeah. big big uh, forum for softball. Um, he had used an earlier version of the product with his his girls that he was coaching, and he said they they were doing some um, hitting work, just some some batting, batting practice basically. And he knew that it was generally about partway through it, it started to be a bit tedious, and everybody's getting tired and sort of run down and complaining. And and he said that when he brought out the new uh, radar and started measuring exit velocities. He said they just started, his words were like, they, they were hidden out of their shoes, you know, you know, they're literally coming out of their shoes. They were so, so crazy motivated uh, and they're getting competitive with each other. And, it, you know, it, it infused so much energy into the practice and their mental state was just completely transformed. He was blown away at how it energized the entire practice, the entire batting practice, because he used it as a mo motivational tool, not so much, you know, for the actual measurements themselves, but for the competition that that, uh, you know, created. <laughs> that was a big point about the mental aspect. The, of the fun, fun factor. The mental aspect in the practice can be a bigger issue, right? Keeping them motivated and working when the drills seem tedious and they don't really understand what's going on. And that's that story we have heard in different forms countless times. I have another uh, several coaches that have told me what they use it for is when people are dragging in practice, right? They'll, they'll say, oh, coach, yeah, I am. He's saying, you know, you guys are dogging it out there. You need to be pushing it harder. He's like, oh, I am, coach. And he pulls out his uh, radar that does the running, right? And he says, oh, no, wait a minute. I know what your top speed is. I already clocked all you guys, right? And he, he pulls out the numbers and it changes everything, right? Yeah. So, so that that's another part of the aspect of kind of keeping the mental aspect of the game working. Yeah. So, you know, measuring anything is usually useful in coaching, you know, if you use right. Exactly. Absolutely. I love that. I think the two other C's that we talk about that I was going to mention based on those stories is competitive, not just the like will to win and like beat your opponent, but that will to get better. And then the committed piece of how to set measurable goals and attain them and stick with them. I think those are the two things that this could do. Yeah. In fact, the, about the goal setting, I think the story that always sticks in my mind is from John Dunning, the retired coach from uh, Stanford women's volleyball. Uh, he used to be, a, turns out he was a math professor. I got to know him pretty well. And he was a math professor before he took on the coaching role there, which is an odd transition. But for him, it worked really well because he was an analog thinker. And he was obviously he turned out to be a gifted coach. I don't, like I said, I, I was in his office and the, there was walls of, you know, Pac-12 Pac or Pac-10 trophies and, you know, there's ran out of room to put them, you know, and for all the championships. <laughs> Um, but what he told me was that every time they, the, the women hit the courts for practice, uh, it was very goal driven. So that each athlete had their own development plan and every single part of that plan was measurable. And many of the measurable things in that plan were about the like, for example, serve velocities or, you know, outcome percentages on their on their offense moves and things like that with spikes and kills. And so obviously the radar guns were an essential piece of you know his development program. So. If those girls had a uh, certain survey velocity, they were expected to increase that velocity over the season and get somewhat better over time. And the way they would have to do that to push themselves is they, they couldn't just stop at mechanics. They had to not only work on mechanics, but they had to go and do nutrition programs and hit the weight room and work with uh, you know kinet body kinetics experts and, and all kinds of other things, video, of course. And so he 
pointed out that, you know, unless you're majoring it and, and you can use those measurable as a way, it, it produced a level of commitment on that team that was beyond what it would be without those goal settings. And that's why they were champions, because they were pushing farther than anybody else would push because they were making improvement every single practice, uh, not just going to practice and going through the same motions to keep, you know, just for the fun of it. There was a intended there was intention and purpose for every uh, practice to achieve goals. Uh, and that just embodied the whole team. It just embodied commitment in every, in every way. Right. It proved it. Right. I mean, I think what were they six or seven time national champion? I, yeah, I lost count after a while. They won no, so many national championships. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Yeah. So they, yeah, he made a huge difference with the, with and the team there. No surprise. Uh, our products are used at all the championship teams across multiple sports. And, you look into how these coaches all coach, there is some commonality there. They're all extremely committed. They're all goal-driven. They all measure and record everything. They all are natural leaders. They know how to lead people. And, and, uh, and they, they, there are people that, I mean, coaches, that's one thing I, I now, side story, I'm an engineer. I thought I would meet, I was meeting a bunch of professional championship coaches. I expected arrogance. I expected ego. I expected attitude. I, I thought it was going to be a pretty negative experience, to be totally honest with you, 10 years ago. It, I couldn't have been more wrong. No. I couldn't have been more wrong. In retrospect, it's easy to see why I was wrong. There's no way they would have been leading championship organizations and motivating teams to do incredibly, incredible achievements uh, without having top-notch people skills and to be know how to really get along with people and motivate them and to be at the heart what was the theme is they all cared about people that that was the common theme about all these coaches they cared about the athletes on their team as individuals and it, it was in their heart it was their soul i mean they cared about these athletes like they cared about their families uh and there was no ego in there that, <laughs> and and being able to kind of work with all these guys you know we were really blown away at the, uh, the adoption of the product and the way it helped change the game, especially in the softball world, right? So we were talking about, you know, early on when we first started out, right, we were like, okay, how do we, we – we didn't really anticipate going straight after, you know, softball or baseball. We were trying to do kind of general radar speed measurement stuff, right? But the, uh, the, the championship coaches saw and recognized the value right away. So it was really interesting when we first started – we barely had the product out a week, and we're like, okay, now what do we do now? Where do we go? What do we what do we do to focus this stuff, right? And we started looking at our sales things, and we realized it's like, you know, five days into the thing, hadn't really been announced. It was just on the website and, and out there available, right? And uh, we looked up our customer list, and Mike Candrea from Arizona, who's one of the top championship winning coaches, right, had already bought several units. I think your comments about the coaches was pretty true and outstanding because I've read many books on some of the best coaches, you know, in the world and, and they all talk about investment into their players. Right. And I think that this is just one of the many tools that you can use to invest in your players, invest in your players development and work on those mental skills, confidence, and all the other things that we talked about. So I look at it as that investment into your team as well. Yeah, no, I, I think it is. A, it's all a form of investment. I love life. seeing that, right? And they, they invest in the team. They invest in the right things for the team to happen and then the relationships, right? Yep. I love it that we go to the uh, National Fast Fits Coaches Show and people like Tim Walton just stop by to say hi and thanks for the product, right? I mean, it's just amazing to see how many people just stop by to say, hey, thanks for a great product that helps us out and, and working every day. So we, we're really passionate about making a difference in the sports. One of the things we're really passionate about that a lot of people don't think about when they think about radar is 
we're really focused on injury prevention as well. One of the things people don't often realize is that you really want to make sure that we're taking care of our athletes and watching out for them. And one of the best ways you can do that, especially in pitching, is to monitor for fatigue. I know that in Little League, they have pitch count out there. And pitch count is really important and good to keep them from over-fatiguing. But what it doesn't do is it doesn't tell you if the kid got hurt in gym class that day or if they overdid it the night before and they're already fatigued from something else they were doing. And so you got to be really careful to watch for that. And what, what we do is we teach people to say, look, you don't need to give them even the numbers. All you need to do is watch and say, okay, if this person's um, fastball and their speeds are starting to drop off a few miles per hour, that's telling you something, right? That tells you when they're starting to get to a little bit tired, a little close to fatigue. And you got to be really careful about that because it's, again, a mental thing, right? You know, if you talk to the athlete, they never want to take it out. They're all, leave me in, coach. I'm, I'm good. You know, they're going to push it and push it. They never want to get taken out. And you need to get them the feedback and the mental discipline to say, yes, it's really important for you to want to be able to keep playing and do it, but let's make sure we take good care of yourself so you can do it the next day and the next week and the next month and, and on and on without hurting yourself along the way. So, we're working on programs with them to make sure that they're really careful about that fatigue monitoring. Totally agree. I think we touched on so many good tips for coaches and how to use this to not improve just the physical game, but the mental game too. So to kind of sum it all up, what would you say is your number one tip for coaches who want to use either the ball coach or the smart coach to get their teams mentally tougher this season? Well, I think it, it's sort of an overarching, broad recommendation. And what we're, we're learning is that uh, we talk about all these coaches that use all this uh, objective information to do a better job coaching, and they use our products to do the measurement of all the velocities that are relevant for this. Um, the, the real advice is that most coaches haven't embraced using quantitative data along with what they do. It's not sort of an or. Like some coaches say, oh, I don't want to go and coach it that way. It's not an or, it's an and. And so if you've got good coaches out there that are learning or even coaches that are up and coming and trying to learn or coaches that maybe don't know it, but they're not doing coaching that well, but no one's ever measured their outcomes. I mean, there's all kinds of interesting dimensions to the mental aspect of how a coach thinks. So I would encourage all coaches to embrace the new sports technologies in general and specifically things that are measuring you. Don't be afraid of that measurement. Embrace it. It's just like a people afraid of GPAs and SAT scores. They can be intimidating and scary, but they're used for a purpose. And it's about, you know, the right tool for the job. So it's about knowing when to use a measurement data to enhance what you do and make it better. And so I'd say overall, consider looking at measurement and introducing it where it doesn't exist in your program. And, and think of all the ways it can help motivate your athletes, create morale, track progress, set goals, everything we covered in this talk. Uh, Largely speaking, most of that is actually not done at the amateur level and even at the institutional level. It's just not done because of a lack of knowledge. It's just education. Yeah, I I would say, I mean, same thing Steve was saying. I would say basically as a coach, I would I would encourage people to just consider how to build very rapid objective feedback into your current methods, right? If you could add that objective feedback that's rapid and instant on the spot, I think that what we've seen is that it can be transformational for the athletes and the way they think and the way they operate. Yeah. And some coaches are partway there and they still, they don't understand they're missing a big part of it. Like I know a lot of coaches that love our product, but they say something like this. 
yeah, we love the ball coach radar. Every couple of weeks we break it out. You know, we, we do some assessments on our pitchers. We major some exavilo and we put it away. We break it out. It's a fun thing to do every couple of weeks. That help is helpful. They're tracking progress. They're giving a little bit of feedback on those sessions, but they're missing one of the big opportunities, which is to why not have a program of goal setting like John Dunning did at Stanford, where every practice I have some measurable outcomes. There's a purpose to the practice. Make sure that measurable uh, information is part of that purpose-driven practice. Do it every day. Yeah, that, that reminds me so much about what we've heard from Andy Lopez in the baseball world. He was a championship-winning coach at Arizona, and he uh, he said, look, you know, it isn't about like saying, hey, let's make that fastball faster. That's not the issue. It's about control. So what he loved to do is bring it out every day and have them dial in their changeup, right? The, the big thing is there's an ideal differential between the fastball and the changeup pitch, right? So how do you make sure that the athlete has built that muscle memory in on a regular basis that they can build the confidence that they know they can deliver that day in and day out to make that happen. And so getting that feedback on a regular basis, it's not, you know, he used to say before when he didn't have uh, the pocket radar, we had a small, when he had a big clunky radar that wasn't always charged up, it was a problem. But then having it every day made a big difference in the way he trained. In fact, uh, I can't mention the name, but there's a recent tennis coach that's uh, started using this, the latest product. That is working with a, a top-ranked uh, tennis player in the world, and basically what what they're working on is not what the top velocity of that person's serve is. And they're a world champion. You know, they were at one point. They won Wimbledon, um, and that's um, about consistency. I learned that from. I've heard that uh, different times with different coaches. He's like, no, I'm working on consistency. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get this person back to where they were in their consistency, and that's what I'm using the radars. And that daily instant feedback is a huge deal for that. Yeah. So that's that, that's what I would encourage. Ah, love that. Thank you guys so much for your time today. I, I know that uh, you brought up a topic right at the end there every day. You know, and we talk about the mental part of the game should be implemented in practice every day and into your culture and into your verbiage every day. So um, it fits right along with with what we believe and what we encourage other coaches to do. So we can't thank you enough for your time today. Glad to, glad to participate. It was a lot of fun. We love doing this. Yeah, we always love talking about what we learn from coaches. I learned something every day on the phone. It's just awesome. I just got off from one of our volleyball coaches telling us a lot of the new stuff. So I'm excited about it. We're excited to see where things go with you guys. Good luck with the business. Yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's it for this episode. Today's bonus is the Pocket Radar Cheat Sheet, how to use the Pocket Radar products to improve your team's mental toughness. Be sure to grab your free cheat sheet at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash episode 17. When you sign up for our list, you'll get this and other bonuses directly to your inbox each week. Thank you so much for spending your precious time with us. We hope you're enjoying the show. If so, we truly appreciate a five-star rating on iTunes or on our site at mentalsweetspot.com forward slash reviews. Let us know what you've learned and how you've implemented these tactics with your team. Thank you for joining us again. We hope to see you back here on Monday. And also come check out the Mental Sweet Spot Academy to get access to these and many other resources for your team online at any time and access to us. Go to mentalsweetspot.com forward slash academy. Thanks again. See you soon.